and welcome back to episode three of Back on the Street. This is a podcast series, so if this is your first episode, I recommend that you go back and start with episode one. Since our last episode, we've played two games. I won one and you won one. Yeah, so a bit more of a mixed bag. Yeah, so the second game we played, you won, so you were 2-0 and going yes. into our third game. Although I did um, momentously misplay by not installing uh, the runner-specific campaign card before making my winning maker's eye, yeah. which would have progressed me further on the campaign. Yeah, uh, so that, that's an interesting aspect of the game. You've got to bear new things in mind. That game was, you set up your rig really quickly. That really made some of the new Memory Matters cards shine. Yeah. I got a really good rig with the Hergader. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. I'm not sure how you say it. But I got a, a big rig with that established early, which meant that um, Adept was at four to six memory yeah. for the majority of the game, which makes it quite an efficient piece of icebreaker. So, yeah, established nice and early and managed to rush down with multi-accesses. Yeah, you had a magnum opus as well. I tried to bluff an aggressive secretary uh, at the end of the game. You called it, but it didn't even matter because you went off the maker's eye before yeah. I would have passed the turn back. So that was your game. And uh, we also saw that game, we saw your cautions kind of oh, come into effect, but they didn't get resolved till the second game, which I think was really interesting. So let's talk about cautions. So um, as well, people well, may, may well know, there's certain cautions that get revealed and uh, at the end of set two. And if you do a bad thing, a bad thing happens to you. So yours were, if you, if you end a turn on fewer than three credits and if you don't make a successful run, so you got those, right, but you didn't, you didn't activate them that no, game. No, um, well... Um, you did, no, you activate them, you didn't resolve them that game. Yes, yeah. well, that's... Yeah, that's correct. Um, I said I was going to prod the cautions. I didn't expect to get both of them in one game. Yeah. Just through a series of misplays. The first caution's actually one of the... We both thought the law was pretty neat on the first one. Yeah. So I'm not going to do what uh, the game has done and read paragraphs and paragraphs <laughs> of, of flavour text, but essentially you're being followed. Yeah. Um, and it adds a card called Shadow Team uh, to your deck which uh, essentially just is a downside if you're making runs. Yeah. But it was neat because uh, when you flip it off the top, you immediately play it, so it is kind of like you're being followed around by this card. Yeah. So yeah, it had a, it had a neat feel to it. But I dealt with all of those in, in one game, essentially. Yeah. So it was really only of a hindrance for a short amount of time. Yeah, which I think is fine. I think that, that, that felt exciting. I like cards that... Cards that hurt you is something that you can't really do in card games because you yeah. never put them in your deck. Exactly. So doing them in a campaign is really interesting. But you won the first game, but those were kind of looming over you. Yeah. I lost again. I opened nothing new. I was kind of sad going into game three, but game three was completely different. Oh, it was it was a real kicking. You had quite a bad <laughs> draw, and I had a really good one. It was. It's notable. This is the first game I didn't see Magnum Opus in the first fifteen cards of my yeah. Game. So that was not looking great. I got two Adonis campaigns going. I had some agendas ready to go, and then your downside started hitting you. You drew all three of your shadow I teams drew pretty quickly. All of the shadow teams, and also misplayed, misread the cards, bumbled about, and hit the second. Yeah. I think now the second downside is way more brutal. Yeah. Uh, it puts a current into play, and the current reads this card is not trashed until another current, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the runner must pay two as an addition additional cost to use an icebreaker yeah so basically meaning that until I dealt with the current I couldn't really yeah things were cripplingly expensive and yeah. I used that to score agendas out you did get rid of it I got rid of it a couple of turns later yeah um, but at that point I had to, I had to spend so much time faffing around to make that work that you were so far ahead yeah and then you made some real haymaker plays I did a couple of sweet combos so I managed to get because I realised that I had a bunch of breathing room so I got successful field tests one of the cards from Terminal Directive down which is a 4-2 that says when you score this card, you can install any number of cards from your HQ, ignoring all costs. So I got it down, got it to four advancements, kind of quite brazenly, but I thought I was safe because you were poor, you weren't really ready to go. So I got that down, was ready to score. Then I played an ultraviolet clearance, 
which draws four cards. So I had a big hand of nine or ten cards because I'd mandatory drawn. Then I scored successful field tests and just made two huge towers of ice on R&D and on the scoring remote. Yeah. I actually did that twice because I archived memories for the ultraviolet and then just rode out the game to victory. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even close. I mean, there was what? Six pieces of ice in front of R&D? Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then I also scored an evidence collection at the end. I actually was kind of drawing, hoping to get it so I can move on to set two, and I did. So I've opened all my new stuff, so now I've got my cautions ready, uh, and I've made some more progress. I've got some more uh, objectives and stuff. So that's that's pretty exciting. So we're kind of at the end of a little run. That felt good. I, I appreciated that a story did kind of develop throughout the games, and yeah. things were going badly for me, and then you had all these downsides that suddenly hit you all at once, and that was a swing back for me. Yeah. So that was really fun. Because for you, it didn't feel like the game was a total wash because you lost, but you got rid of some of your downsides, right? I got rid of some shadow of the downsides, yeah. and your And also, watches. even at the end of that game, if I'd have had another card or two in hand, I made a fairly clutch Maker's Eye run yeah. at the end. And if I know it's a, a magic sort of Christmas land yeah. scenario, but um, if I'd hit three agendas off the top, I would have just won the game. Yeah, because you'd scored a one-point draw. I was terrified when I yeah. realised that that's what was happening. And I managed to just about keep you out, not with end the runs, but by having lots of brain damage effects yeah. and then resing the upgrade black level clearance that says take a brain damage or duck out. And that um, black level clearance in R&D was a bit of an afterthought. So that was, that was good because... I was able to get around the, the possible world where I just get super unlucky and lose. So that that game was quite one-sided, mm -hmm. but still pretty interesting. And it, and it wasn't one-sided in a way that I felt like I wasn't having fun. Yeah. Like I was, even though I was getting a kicking, I could still complete my own little missions on yeah. my cards, get rid of my downsides, maybe set up for a better comeback next uh, yeah. next game. And then obviously I got to open my new set of things, which meant there was quite a lot of reading to do, Yeah. Uh, which meant that there was some story progression. We found out that Inez Delgado is work playing both sides because she turns up in my story as well. Uh, I had some more text to read. So, yeah, we're kind of at the end of the run of games. And I don't know about you, but my impression of this so far has been a little mixed in that yeah. the games have been great. The The cards that you get in Terminal Directive plus the core set, just the base cards, are pretty fun narrative cards. We yep. both have decks that have distinct identities. They have fun cards. You've got a rig you're trying to set up. I've got a bunch of interesting ice and like click loss sub-theme and quite good money. That stuff is all great. Yeah, and maybe it goes without saying. We both have interesting idea abilities. MV Ram's been really good for you for finding Magnum Opus and other key bits and bobs. Yeah, keeping uh, Maker's eyes it's on it. Really nice to have those those run events yeah. on there, like uh, Inside Job and Maker's Eye. Yeah, because it means you just have that tool available to you. Yeah, so it's been nice to have that kind of as a buffer. Yeah, that's really fun. And I I like the campaign play. I feel like we've had. Progressions, games have felt like there's a bit of a story to them, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm excited to keep going and see what changes things up. The downside for me so far, and I'm pretty sure you'll agree, is A, there's a lot of reading, and B, there's a lot of busy work. And yeah. just between games, I have to like flick through, make sure I'm not reading the wrong thing, opening the wrong thing. I feel like I'm supposed to be reading everything out loud, or even reading everything to myself, and I'm not doing that because there's so much text, yeah. walls and walls of it. And because it's obviously been written so that you and I might progress at different paces, which I appreciate, it's, it's a horrendously difficult task for yeah. any writer, no matter how good. But it does mean that they have to stop, they have to make things a little disjointed. Mm -hmm. And again, I just, the plot is not flowing for me. No, I mean, the plot, I don't want to just go on another tirade about the writing, but it's also mired with awkward language and stuff like that. I mean, we read a card in just at the end of our last game where you felt like what could have been said with a sentence or two was yeah. instead said with a whole card's worth of text. Yeah, and it's sad to say, because I appreciate that uh, Daniel Lubbock Clark, who did a lot of the writing on this, had an enormously difficult task. Yeah, no, it's no easy no easy feat. I mean, even in the kind of choose-your-own-adventure style feel they've got in it, it is engaging. Yeah. And I do care, Yeah, 
I do care about the outcome, yeah. but I just wish it was a little bit less busy. The other downside of that for me, coming back to the game, I mean, already I've had to ask lots of questions, how does this work, remind yeah. me of these rules. On top of that, I also have a bunch of abilities, side missions, objectives, and I'm missing them. Yeah. One of the, the uh, cautions that I had, I didn't realise I was doing it until it happened because I just hadn't got it in my head. Yeah. Because I was trying to remember what all of these Netrunner rules were. Exactly. Yeah, that that's interesting. I because to me it feels like they wanted this to be good for returning players, and it it's not it's pretty good. Like you're still having fun, and we're still yeah. going to play this through. But it it's lucky that for an experienced player and a returning player pairing, which is what we have, it feels okay because I can kind of I can I have your card in mind. I'm trying to remember things, and I can very quickly answer rules questions. Yeah, if we were both returning players. There'll be a serious amount of mental tax here. Yeah, if you were if you were to pick up this box after a while out the game but both players were like that you're going to be missing stuff on these pad sheets yeah left right and centre yeah because even though we were both in on it when I when I got rid of one of my downsides it was still two clicks later that I realised there were extra things yeah, to do there were more, more, more and more things so maybe these these cautions and these upsides and downsides should have been bigger and punchier there should have been few, less of them and they should have been more effective and it's it's interesting to say that to comp- I feel like I'm complaining about too much content a lot when we talk about this this, yeah. this set. I talk about you know too much text and too yeah. much stuff, uh, which is which is a weird complaint. I know the natural answer is why you complaining about too much, but it the only reason this stuff is showing it's worth saying is because the the core of what this is is really good. The cards are good. Mm-hmm. It's good games of Netrunner. The progress is fun. It is fun to open new things and see new cards. Putting new cards in your deck is super cool. Yeah. We were really impressed by the Shadow Team card. That was super, That was really fun. That yeah. felt like it should feel. Uh, and I was excited to open and progress my story. Mm-hmm. And they did do something interesting with the fact that Delgado, the investigator, is, uh, appears in both of our stories. That's fun. So it's just... There's a little bit of word bloat. There's... I yeah. don't know what the word is. Well, they've got to fill that box is. with something, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. and, it's, and it's the text on the cards. Yeah, it's the text on the cards. This box <laughs> is full of ideas. <laughs> the the thing that I think I'm, I, I'll take away from these first few sessions the most is the environment they've crafted is really good. Yeah. You don't feel... Even though I felt like my economy might be crippling when I was building the decks, I've not really felt like that in the games we've played. Yeah. You know, it, it hasn't felt like one side of you. And the fact that I've managed to get a couple of wins should yeah. say enough, yeah, really. exactly. So and yeah, and I, I appreciate as an experienced player having objectives that aren't outside the normal game of Netrunner, so I'm having to think about things I don't usually have to think about. So as yeah, as someone who plays a ton, this also has given me something new. That's good, uh, and that's yeah, that's good. And the card designs uh, that they've given us, we obviously talked last time about those two cards. You got to pick between not being super exciting, yeah, but you got to open a new card this time. That's quite a fun ability where you yeah. The mask where you click and run a server, gain a click and then run another server. That's yeah. that's fun. That's a neat little thing. I'm going to put a couple in my deck to give it a go. Yeah. Uh, just to try it out. Yeah. Nothing else. And that's part of the joy of it. Yeah. Um, and the gain a click ability is, is good against me because I'm all about making you lose clicks. So, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm positive about the box. Uh, yeah. It's worth the it's, money. I'm glad I bought it. It's definitely a net positive. Yeah. Um, it's just that there's only so much you can say about it's good games in Netrunner. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot you can say about writing and an overall sort of word bloat. Yes, that's that's the, the big issue for me right now is the word bloat. But I'm having fun. I'm excited to keep playing and yes. see what objectives we achieve, what progress we make. I've got my cautions now, which I'm... I feel like I can probably avoid one of them and maybe 
not avoid the other one, but the fun thing about the cautions is you don't know what the downside will be. Yeah. So I'm pretty tempted to try and make it happen anyway, or maybe try and make it happen in a game I'm gonna definitely gonna win or definitely gonna lose. Yep. I don't know. It's an exciting thing to be bearing in mind. So yeah, hopefully you guys will stick with us for the continuation of our journey. You got anything else to say, Jay? Uh, no, that sounds good to me. Excellent. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks again for listening to Back on the Street. If you have any feedback or comments, I'm at Vinegary Mink on Twitter, spelt like Vine Gary Mink. That's probably the best way to get in touch. Please bear in mind that the whole series was recorded before we started to post them, so we won't be able to make any changes, but we would still love to hear your feedback. Finally, our intro and outro music is the track MDK by UK synthwave artist Arc Neon. You can find his music at arcneon.bandcamp.com.